Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. The Pure Hoops podcast is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. The Pure Hoops podcast most definitely does reflect the views of our management. Here's three-time NBA champ BJ Armstrong and Eric Newman. The Pure Hoops podcast. It is September and we are back for real. BJ Armstrong in LA, Eric Newman in New York, Mike Lieber working the board. BJ, great to be back. Uh, have you missed me? Eric, I've missed you so much. I've been talking more to my family. I was uh, sweating, anticipating to get back. Mike, it's a pleasure to see everyone back. Uh, I'm just happy to be talking again. And uh, I know we got a lot to talk about. You know, you're a busy guy, but a few of the phone calls I got from you during our hiatus, uh, oh. you were you were really you were really missing the groove. And um, it, you know, it, it's so good when we're in our rhythm and we're breaking all this stuff down. And obviously, we love the game and the league and all the the opportunities it's provided us. So um, it's it's exciting. I don't know where the summer went. But it is, it is exciting to be post Labor Day and knowing uh, what is uh, ahead of us in the not too distant future. So, um, a few things that went on while we were gone that we have to touch upon before our uh, our core topic for this show, and um, we need to start with the wild life, times, and career of a man we've discussed many times before. Mr. DeMarcus Cousins. And this guy uh, continues to um, unfortunately be in situations that are not conducive for the future of his career. And uh, to go from uh, playing on one leg in the finals to ending up with the Lakers for not the money he had hoped, but in a potentially uh, positive uh both team and personal situation to getting into great shape to then uh, banging knees during a workout, tearing his ACL, getting married, and then having this tape emerge of him on tape threatening uh, his ex-girlfriend, who is the mother of his oldest child. Uh, I, I just can't believe the roller coaster this guy continues to, to be on. Uh, what is your take on Boogie? And uh, and all these happenings this summer. Well, it, it, it's always twofold for me, Eric. Um, one, you know, I, I being an agent as I currently working in that field, I, I get a chance to peek behind the curtain, if you will, and I get a chance to see the person, and I also get a chance to see the player publicly and privately. And publicly, you know, we we. All those things you said are absolutely correct, right? You know, those are the facts. Um, privately, um, you know, you're, you, if you get a chance to, 
sit down with him and talk with him, you can't help but, you know what, say, hey, he's a, he's a good guy, right? I'm not pretending to know him, like, spend a lot of time, but the few times that I've had, you, you know what, you always come away, you're rooting for him, right? And the way sure. that he was embraced, the way he was embraced this year by the Warriors is indicative. And when you hear players that play with him and that know him in that manner, they always speak very highly of him. And then you see the other things, and then it's just kind of like, oh, wow, you know? So, you know what? I, I just want to, you know, comment on what I, you know, when I initially wanted to work in the media and, and, and been an ex-player, to comment about and keep the keep my comments about what happens on the court. And um, you know what? Yes, you saw the man play in the finals. You saw him do what he had to do. But the decisions that he's making off the court, look, I'm not there. I'm not pretending to know. And uh, But you're rooting for young people to, you know, to, to, to when you, whatever you're doing, you, you hope you, you kind of think it all the way through. So I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for all young people to have an opportunity and use these moments as teachable moments and say, you know what? There might be another way to look at this problem, and uh, and we all have to learn from our mistakes. And hopefully, he learns and uh, he moves on. For sure. I mean, I I've spent uh, hours with him. It's not weeks, but it's it's hours making a film about his journey, his recovery from injury, his free agency, learning who he is, what makes him tick, what bothers him, what inspires him. Um, you know, I, I guess my question for you, because you know his uh, career journey, you know the league inside and out, uh, is DeMarcus Cousins going to get another job when healthy or the opportunity to get another job when healthy uh, because of the factors that we've seen the last few years? Obviously, he can't help these injuries. Uh, but this is both a, a, a health thing and, and, and an off-court thing. Do you think we see Boogie again back on the basketball court? Well, when you know, you, when you look at physically what he's capable of doing when healthy, the answer would be yes. But then as an executive and being in those rooms, you always ask the question, you know, the organizations always ask this question. When the problems are bigger than the talent, that's when you get in trouble. Yep. Okay. Great way to great way to frame it too. And, when the problem and, is bigger than the talent. Great way to frame it. Talent. Okay. Now, you know, Boogie is, you know, we, we know his talent. We've seen his talent. He's an incredibly talented basketball player. We understand that. Win healthy. At some point, you know, you got to start listening to your body and you can, in knowing the, the one thing, but again, I'm older and I, and I, and I always ask myself this question. If the game is play, being played faster, if the game is being played at a pace that is far superior to how it was played 20, 25 years ago, you're more susceptible to injury because of the speed of the game. You're just moving faster. You're generating more force. You're doing things, you're cutting, and you're asking these bigs, and you're asking all of these players who are bigger, stronger, faster, more athletic than the previous generation. You're going to be prone 
through injuries because of the speed of the game, right? I was just with a client the other day uh, and I was asking them, I was asking, we were talking about you know, the game yesterday as compared to today. And I said, you know, one of the things that I never had to worry about is if a guard made a backdoor cut. I didn't have to worry about a guard going for an alley on a backdoor cut, <laughs> <laughs> right? That, that wasn't part of my era. Okay, you made a backdoor cut. No, your you teammate a, was that yeah. guy. Your teammate yeah. was that guy. Yeah, that yeah, wasn't exactly. like, it never occurred to me that Muggsy Bogues or Spud Webb or someone was going to throw an alley-oop to one of those guys when they made a backdoor cut. That was just part of the play, the movement of the play. Now, if Russell Rusbert goes backdoor or Damian Lillard or one of those guys, there's a real possibility they might just lob it up to him and he may finish over the top. And we were just talking in, in those terms. And the point being is that now these guys are doing things and moving in a way that we really don't know. We don't know. We don't know the, the, the ramifications of how they play today because they're playing with such pace. And I know the step back move is a great move, but generating that type of force, something's got to give. I mean, I mean, we don't know, you know, what, how the body is going to react to all of the movement and the crossing over and step back and, you know. Well, we've, we've workshopped this in the same room. The last yeah, time yeah. we did we a show know. together, we were talking about, well, we were talking about Derek Rose and that torque, that power, that twisting, that planting, and it's putting your body in vulnerable positions and then you take, the the theory behind that and you take the science and you look at six foot 11 260 pound demarcus cousins and there's only so much that the body is going to be able to take so yeah um I, I, I totally i totally see what you're getting at here and the pace of play the speed the reactions all of that plays into this without a doubt and, and, and i mean you take demarcus is a big man and when I watch him bring the ball up the court in transition and make a play, you, you, you marvel at it because you go, wow, this is a really big man that's able to do that and how light he is on his feet and on all of those things. But then, you know, playing that game and knowing the pounding to watch that, you go, when you see these players getting hurt with no one around them like Porzingis, Yep. And these players that are getting injured and there's no one around them when they when they get injured. You know, that that's so again, that's one of the things I'm, I'm I hope he makes a speedy recovery. I hope he takes his time and you know, and, and, and I always say, you know, you gotta listen to your body. Having patience, you know, is very hard. You know, like give me patience, but give it to me now. And that's and at some point, I hope that these young players, when they do get injured, that they listen to themselves, listen to their bodies, and take their time in recovery because, you know, it's a different game that they're playing. And, um, you know, without your help, you don't have anything. So another player that is still, uh, obviously, DeMarcus, you know, has a contract for this season, is going to be a Laker, will likely not play this season unless there's a miraculous recovery from his ACL injury, but another player that appears to be very healthy after only playing 10 games last year, and we talked about him a lot uh, earlier in the summer, and that's Carmelo Anthony, who still does not have a job. 
Uh, a lot of players have been uh, speaking out in support of Melo and in, in him finding a, a place in the league and him, uh, you know, getting into uh, a situation where he can contribute to uh, hopefully a winning situation. Uh, we went in depth about what Carmelo does and doesn't do on the floor. Um, no need to rehash that, but as we sit here the first week of September, knowing the landscape of the league, how rosters are constructed, uh, do you think Carmelo Anthony is with the team come training camp next month? You know, Eric, we, we had a, a quick conversation before um, you know, we got on air here, and and I'm sure we'll get into it later. It's about you know teams. How do you build a team? You know, there's been a lot been said about Carmelo Anthony, right? And yep. When you build a team, you know, again, you 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 have to know your lane, right? And I used to always, for whatever reason, I would always ask players like what's going to allow me to stay in the league, right? And Bill Cartwright, who was a great friend, and I consider a great friend, a mentor, I really learned a lot. He said, the one thing that's going to allow you to stay in this league and have a career and win is you got to understand what are the components to win, right? He said, there's three components. You have to, you have to defend, you have to rebound the ball after that great defensive possession, and then you have to learn how to pass the ball and recognize the other four guys on the floor. Yep. Okay. He said, those are the three things that you're going to do if you're going to contribute to winning. So he said, but now he said, what's allowing me to play today was I didn't really and fully understand those things until I got injured there in New York. And we played there in, in New York City. He said, when I came in his league, I was a 20-point scorer. Now I'm a world champion as a defensive center in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, it's a great. I mean, he, okay. he's a he's and he's an interesting case. Of course, eventually yeah. traded he's, traded for Charles Oakley to, to the Bulls. Yeah. I never forget when he told me this. He said, "The players who have the worst transition in this league are the one-dimensional scores." He told me this about thirty years ago. Hmm. I said, "Why?" He said, "Because." Once they can't score anymore, yep. what is their contribution to the team? And there you have it. Now, when I saw Carmelo as a young player at Oak, I think it was Oak something. Oak Hill, Oak Hill Oak Academy. Academy. Oak Hill Academy. Carmelo has always been a phenomenal. He's not a terrific scorer. He's a phenomenal scorer. Phenomenal. That kid can score. Some people can just score. He's just a bucket. He's a walking bucket. Check that. When he was younger, sure. you know what he would do better than anybody? He would rebound the basketball. Underrated younger, rebounder. Underrated he, rebounder. When he sure. was younger, he could get that ball, push that ball up the court. And what he did as well as anyone was he would push that ball up the court and he could pass that ball. Yeah, that's what he did. And when you saw him at Syracuse for that one year, that's what made Carmelo Carmelo. Carmelo could always score that ball. You could always score. An offensive player is always going to be able to score. 
he's always going to be able to do that. But the other two things is what he's not doing as well as I've seen him do it because I know he can do it. He's already shown me he can do it, but for some reason, he doesn't do it. Now, what does that mean today? As I'm building out a team today, as an executive, not me, but being in that room, you always want to build out a team and you fill in what I, you know, I, I just say people stand in their lane, okay? You, you have your, 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 your first option, your second option, your third option, score, right? Very rarely are you going to play your second option and your first option together for more than 20 minutes a night because if one guy has it, if Jordan had it going, then Pippen would anchor the second unit and vice versa. Yep. Right. If Pippen had it going in the first quarter, Jordan would come out and he would anchor because you you have an opportunity to have a group of 10. Right. A group of 10, because there aren't many people who can score. So now the, the hard part is the hard part in building a team is you try to build around. Your predominant scores with the other elements that's needed to win, because Carmelo not only wants to play, he wants to go to a team that he can try to win. But in order to win, you got to stay in your lane. You have to stay in your lane. So I take myself as an example. My job was to make open shots. That was my lane. Some nights I had 10 open shots. Some nights I had two open shots. Every night, Michael Jordan was going to get 30 shots. <laughs> yep. Okay. Now, Carmelo, Carmelo now has to figure out what Bill Cartwright told me then and which I fully understand. Now, when you are talking about building a team, everyone has to stay in their lane. Carmelo, yes, he can score that ball. Yes, he can. Can he score the ball now at the clips where you say he should be the first, second, or third option? No. No. Okay. Not so with now, not with not with not with the style of play, not with he, the speed, yeah, not with the way, not with the depth and talented point guard. But and tell me if you agree, I think as a second unit player who, if he wants to rebound the basketball the way he can and should be able to, because the fourth position has drastically changed in the last ten to fifteen years, then he can get you twelve to fourteen points and eight rebounds as part of that second unit. As a, as a second unit, as a second unit guy, you're not going to get that many offensive opportunities on a good team. This is on a good team. You're playing with the Warriors. You're not going to get that twelve to four. You're not going to get that opportunity. Yeah, depends how. Hey, listen, some nights you get a lot of shots. Some nights you get to the line. So, um, but, but but I'm with you. The opportunities vary. So, but what I am saying is. Whatever it is you can do to contribute to those three elements, defend, rebound, and pass the ball, you can do that consistently because that only requires two things, effort and energy. And then the scoring, if an Andre Iguodala scores, then that's a bonus. But the reason that Andre Iguodala is such an interesting player off the bench, because he defends, he rebounds, and he facilitates the ball consistently every game which yep. allows the the, the 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 star players to always he's, be stars. He, he's the complete opposite. And anytime then, he scores, when, he's scoring. It's, in the it's always a bonus. So when he makes an open three, when he yep. makes an open three, we go, oh, he's clutch. <laughs> right. right. We, we, there's a reason that Andre Iguodala is open. 
people, there's a reason that Andre Iguodala is open. Because every coach says, I got to give up something. And they always, they play the percentages. That's why he's open. It's not, a, it's not a disrespect to Andre. Andre understand that because Andre is a true professional. What ends up happening is, in my humble opinion, why Carmelo is that when you're building a team, which one of those three is he going to defend? Is he going to rebound? And he's going to pass the ball? Because you're only going to get an opportunity to get a six to eight minute run anyway, coming off the bench. No, I mean that's that's and that's are... and that's to me that sums it up. Now, is he terrific player? Come on, like this guy's a Hall of Famer. Like, we're, what are we talking about here? But as you're building a team, Eric, as you're building a team, are you going to build a guy who you know that's sitting in your bench that's going to get a six minute run who's going to do those three things, or are you going to build a guy when you know you got to run play for him? That is the million-dollar question, and nope. so far, no one has been able to figure that out and answer that question, and we're all looking at a very talented young man right now who doesn't have a job in September, and uh, we're hoping that he gets a job. He wants to play. I know he's ready to play, but it's unfortunate right now that he has yet to find a home because he's, you know, he's a very talented offensive player, no doubt about it. We will we will see what develops in the coming weeks with him. Um, team building, core topic of the day, and uh, a perfect transition here from from you. So lots of big name player movement, lots of star pairings that have been well documented throughout the summer. That are new pairings uh, that are coming up uh, this season. Some guys, you know, two players like Kawhi and. Paul George going to the Clippers. Other pairings are Harden was there. Westbrook comes in in the Chris Paul trade. Kemba Walker goes to Boston. You can talk about him and Jason Tatum being a pairing. And obviously Anthony Davis, LeBron James, uh, to mention a few. So with all these pairings, with all this team building going on in this fashion, which team, which situation are you really anticipating and looking forward to watching come this fall? Well, Eric, that's a loaded, that's a loaded question, Eric, and that's a, that's a, that's a great question. You knew it was coming. Yeah, it was coming, but it's one that keeps me up at night, right? I don't I try <laughs> to answer it as quickly as I can. As you know, Eric, you know, you and I would go through the show. I, I, I'm, I'm a huge team. I'm a huge proponent of the game and, and team play because you it's very difficult and I haven't seen it done in this league where you just have one player and you can say this player is going to win because you, it's a it's a team sport. So you have to find ways with very individually talented players to integrate that talent into the framework of a team. The teams that are the most consistent are the teams that do the three things that we just touched on. You know, they have to defensively, you can be good every night in this league you can rebound and limit the other team's shot to one shot and rebound the ball every night in this league. And it doesn't guarantee that you will make the shot, but shooting an uncontested shot, Eric, is a, is a higher percentage shot than shooting a contested shot. So passing the ball is very important in this league. So defending, rebounding, and passing the ball are the key elements 
to giving giving yourself a chance to win on a consistent basis in this league. I've been trying to tell that to Knicks fans for 15 yeah, years. Yeah, and, and so th that will never change. You know, they, they, they we, we can talk about the game. We can talk about this era. But no, those elements the, don't change at all. Element, you know, the, the Toronto Raptors won this year because defensively, they were the best defensive team in the league. Yeah. The Warriors right. So, have so, tie, the so tie, tie it together for me. Who's going to so do that? The, the team, Who's going to do that? The team that I think has the chance to be the most consistent right now are the is the is the LA Clippers. But I haven't seen them play. I haven't seen them practice. Yeah. I haven't seen them do anything. But individually, between Patrick Beverly and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and the other players that they have, and knowing Doc Rivers like I do, they have potentially the talent to be a very, very good defensive team. Now, I don't know how that plays out. I haven't seen it. I don't have you. The bigger issue in this league, which is to me, what seems to be a major problem is how do you build a team in the modern era? Because we've always built teams through the draft. It is not, a, it's not an incident. It's not a coincidence that the Warriors have been the best team over the last five years because they're the only team that has done this through the draft. Yep. So now we are discussing a league now where for the most part, the Lakers weren't built through the draft. The Clippers weren't built through the draft. The Rockets weren't built through the draft. All of these teams that we're talking about now is potentially with the exception of a few, like, you know, you can, you look at the Utah Jazz, which I'm a huge fan of. You look at the Denver Nuggets, another I'm a fan of that, the way they built their team. You trust the process there in Philadelphia, okay? With a few exceptions, for the most part, we're building teams now through free agency. I think that's or, a, or, a very difficult thing to do. Draft assets and young, talented players that were drafted in exchange for stars. You know, Eric, that word asset, I think we're going to have to get rid of that word. <laughs> is, and, that, is, that part of our, is that part of our 1920 mission statement? We are well, no longer our, using it draft be, asset? It should, be, it should be part of, because you can't refer to a human being as an asset. Of course. <laughs> okay, okay, but a future, okay, so how do we term a future okay. draft pick? Okay, you can't refer because future, because future, the, but here's, here, here is here is the problem with that here is the problem with that you can't have your cake and eat it too and the reason i say that is because of the following every player no matter what level it is has the requirement within himself or herself to try to give their very best effort that's what sports is all about whether you win or lose hey you win some, you lose some, but you have the responsibility to give your very best. And that only happens now. I have yet to have met or played with anyone who told me, well, I'm going to, I'm going to save today for next year's, <laughs> for next year. I'm going to do my best next year. I'm not going to do it this year. So the disrespect by saying future assets and talking about, we're going to be good in the future 
to me is just disrespectful for all of those people who are have that uniform or there now. We have a responsibility now. And, and, and I will say this today, Fair enough. The, Fair enough. the reason that the game in professional basketball and the, one of the problems that I see is that the game doesn't exist anymore in sports. Now it's just business and it's business from the, 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 the ownership side. And now it's business on the player side and there's no more game. There's no more game. Okay, it's so let's get business. back. And, and we've and we've we've talked about this. It's something that we are both aware of. We love talking about the off court and the team building and the free agency and the movement. But what we love the most, of course, is what goes on between the lines. Yeah. So, with that being said, the Los Angeles Clippers, the moves they've made, the identity they are creating, knowing this roster, which is deeper than I think most people realize. What is your closing lineup with this team this season, knowing the pieces they have? Well, you have you would have to start with Harrell at the center. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, at the four. I think you. I think you just made you. You've pretty much made the decision what your lineup is going to be because well, obviously I, I, you, I, I, Paul I, I, George I, I, and Kawhi Leonard with them. Well, much, but but I I wouldn't play him at the three and the four. I would play him at the two and the three. Okay. I wouldn't play them at the at the at the four and the five. I'm not sure who their who their four is on their roster right now as we speak. And then, uh, and, other than other than uh, than uh, than Harrell, um, you've got your Michael Green, you've got Mo Harkless, you've got Patrick Peterson. I'm sorry, Patrick Patterson, and then you've got uh, Zubac also with the ability to play the yeah, four. Yeah, they're, 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 they're going to have. Yeah, I think they're going to have to find some length to play the four. They're going to find yeah. find some length because you can't you can't ask. Those guys, when I say those guys, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George played the three and the four. I think you got to play them at the two and the three. And then no. you, you have to figure out offensively. Lou Will. Lou Will and, 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 and Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly has to be on the floor, but it, it, it may be situational at the close of the game because you've got to be able to score the ball and you've got to be able to keep the, the defense honest. So, you know, you got to, depending on the game, the situation, I mean, one of those, those great, two guys. Those are great choices. Those yeah, those are great. Those are right, phenomenal. Right. I mean, you have, you have, yeah, right. Um, so, but I think in looking at their team, they have to. They're going to have to find a, a a four. And the reason I say a four with length because you have to be able to play with length in today's game. Siakam, you have to have players like that. Sure. You know, but you have to be many, able to how play. Many, how many Siakams are there? I mean, well, I, there's I, a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys with length, right? You have sure. to be able to play with length, right? Harrell is an undersized player. Like you can't play just undersized basketball, right? Um, no, no. I think I think Zubak gives them. Well, uh, Zubak, yeah, and Zubak is interesting because of the foul. I will say this about Zubak. Yeah. I like Zubak. I'm a huge fan of Zubak. I, I really like him. I like what he brings. But the pace of the game, as you extend in the playoffs. Zubak will not be able to play at that pace. 
he won't be able to play at that pace. I can't argue that, but I, I think as your starting five man playing 20 to 24 minutes a night, he fits well. I think Harrell has to be Him playing against Draymond line. Green is a bad, that's a bad matchup. Oh, for sure. And yeah. and, and that's yeah. what's yeah. winning now. Everyone's playing small. Yeah. Now, well, guy, and guys and like I don't Harrell and Patterson. Yeah, but I don't think he has the experience to play against a Joel Embiid. I don't feel he has the experience to play against a Marc Gasol. I don't feel he has the experience to play against a Lopez right now. So having him play just because he's big, no, I'm not doing that. And I know the way the teams play and run offense now, there's no way I'm going to have Zubac playing against screen roll in the conference finals and switching. There's no way. There's no way I'm doing that. Yeah, he's not there yet. <laughs> he's not there he's, yet. I know. Do I like his talent? Yes. Yeah. Do I feel secure enough him playing screen roll against the Rockets when I know they're just going to target him? No, I'm not doing that. That's not fair to the kid right now, and it's not fair to him. And that's just not – he's he's not a rim protector per se, and he's not the guy who can – he's not like a, a player like a Bismack Biombo or one of those guys who, who are capable of defending on the perimeter even though he's a center. That's yeah. not fair to him. Is he a and nice player and he does some things? Yeah, he does some and things. And that's, that's potentially – one of the few weaknesses they could have, which is very strong defensive team in terms of versatility, perimeter, lockdown guys. But you know this better than anybody. When you pressure the ball that much and you're going to trap and blitz screen rolls, you've got to have someone back there who's both going to defend the rim and direct traffic. And he obviously is not ready to – uh, re- take over that responsibility. So that will be uh, very interesting to see how the Clippers define that front line with, with moving parts because I do like some of the things that uh, Patterson gives, including uh, being able to shoot the three. Uh, he's a pretty good defensive player. Michael Green rebounds the ball very, very well. Mo Harkless, I think, has been underrated. He comes over from Portland, so he'll play some undersized four and some three. So they've got some interesting parts there in terms of their depth to go along with the, the obvious stars. So uh, I'm very intrigued by the Clippers as well. I will uh, I will work next week to share who I'm very excited to see uh, in, in a new team-building situation this season, aside, of course, from the Kemble Walker-led Boston Celtics, uh, as, as we enjoy seeing some of those guys play for Team USA in the World Championships. They'll be playing Saturday uh, against Greece. Unfortunately, our show will not include uh, that matchup with the Greek freak, but obviously keep an eye on Team USA and uh, and that roster. But BJ, great to be back on Mike with you today. Good show, and uh, we're going to keep getting our reps in next week as we uh, start to move towards training camp. So enjoy your weekend. Enjoy enjoy your Detroit Lions. I'm pumped up, <laughs> I'm up for the Brownies. Let's go. Baker's ready. The dogs are ready. And I hope everybody enjoyed the episode, and uh, we'll catch you next week. So special thanks, as always, producer Mike Lieber, Bruce Bernstein, Benjamin Wolfen, the entire Pure Hoops Media team. Be sure to check out the Mike Wise Show, dropping each Monday. Catch and Shoot with Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko on Wednesdays, and Buckets, Boards, and Blocks with the one and only Monica McNutt coming at you on Thursdays. Fall is here. NBA and basketball season around the corner. Buckle up, everybody. It's going to be a great one. Have a terrific weekend. Thanks for listening.
The Pure Hoops podcast is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.